coming up on Influencing Entrepreneurs. I was overly confident. I never was curious enough to ask the question, is everything that's working over here going to work over here? I'm stepping into a new industry. Is this how it works? I just assumed. And it's taken months and it's burned tens of thousands of dollars to learn that actually the customer acquisition process from a digital marketing standpoint for a tree company could not be more different from a pest control company. This season of Influencing Entrepreneurs is brought to you by the Entrepreneurs Organization of Charlotte and Spiracle Media. After years of teaching entrepreneurship and consulting business owners, I realized that true knowledge comes from the wins and losses of those entrepreneurs. These are the stories of those business leaders. I'm Casmer Ward, and this is Influencing Entrepreneurs. So you get into uh, pest control, you get into to tree service. Uh, those are up and running and working fine, but what about the ones that don't work? Do you have any of those stories? Yep. It's a lot easier to talk about success than failure, uh, depending on who you're speaking with. But uh, this is a comfortable environment. So uh, very recently, in fact, just about three months ago, uh, myself and partners that were involved in the business, we sold. That would ordinarily be cause for celebration. And in fact, it is a celebration. I think we timed it as well as we could have. But the reason it wasn't a success, we had to sell at a loss. So everybody you know, took a, uh, a loss on, on the arrangement. We all shared that pain. And uh, the reason for that was, you know, what do they say? They say, uh, ever try, ever fail, no matter, try again, fail again, fail better. And I wish I could take a lot more away from that failure than I do. uh, And I'm still actually processing it, but uh, I'll tell you the circumstance. So uh, I had been involved with the deal as a partner for about two years. Can I ask what type of space this? Absolutely. So uh, leasing tour buses, to uh, rock bands and music acts. I mean, how, right. what more exciting business? Absolutely, and at, and at the time, it was an absolute rocket ship. When I got involved, it was an old friend from business school who was scaling the business, had some ideas about you know how to scale it and, and a few different models. And you know, I know the the audience here likes to hear about the you know entrepreneurial story, the the uh, the big things, and sometimes the details too. So I'll share a few details. Yeah, if it's helpful. The proposal was it's. The, you need to scale the business, you need more tour buses. Tour buses are very expensive. Right. The, the model was, well, let's go out and let's basically have uh, investors buy individual buses and then we'll pay them a royalty on that, sort of like a real estate investment. and Almost like trucking or even a yeah. cab medallion. Or right, right, exactly. And we'll manage it that way. And I said, that's a great way to capitalize this business. Sure, but we're leaving a lot on the table too. Um, so, you know, we're committing to basically pay an outsized return to the folks that own those buses. At the time, capital was widely available and a tour bus is a perfectly leverageable asset. Why don't we just buy them? How many, how many buses are you in at this point? I suppose we had 11. We were up to 11 buses. Now, uh, these Prevo entertainer coaches, we, we were buying them used and retrofitting them, rebuilding the engines. But if you were to buy them new, these are a million dollars a piece. So up to 11, selling off assets as we had to, furloughing employees as we had to, negotiating with creditors as we had to. And uh, we were able to survive that first wave of COVID and then started rebooking. As first wave of COVID started thawing out, rebooking, hope, optimism, maybe we're gonna get through this. We were booking out six months, then nine months. 
and then the Omicron surge. And instantly all of our bookings collapsed. But during COVID, we had also taken care to making sure we were discussing with potential acquirers the prospects for us selling our assets to them. And so after that Omicron surge, we did have one buyer that was still interested and was willing to pay what we thought was very reasonable, all things considered, and uh, sold the rest of the business off. Now, wouldn't the feeling be, though, that through Omicron and, you know, we were always waiting for the tail end of everything that, sure. to even ride that storm out? Because it... it like looking at it right now that things are even opening up more, are you at a point like, ooh, we should have stick, stuck it out a little bit longer or? There's a massive difference between decisions and outcomes. Okay. And I try and sometimes fail, but I try to always evaluate a decision based on the information that was available at the time, mm-hmm. um, based on properly weighing the factors and then making it. For example, if I were to ask you, what I'm about to roll if I had, you know, a die in my hand, there's six sides on the die and you guessed it right. Would you give yourself credit for that guess? No, no, it was a one in six, right? Right. So you cannot judge the decision by the outcome. The decision has to stand on its own. Um, So in hindsight, might we have been able to survive that second wave? It's possible, it's possible. But there's a lot that didn't happen because we sold that also could have been negative impacts, right? So, uh, no, based on, based on the information available at the time, uh, I believe, obviously, I believe we collectively agreed to this, that, uh, that we were making the right call, getting out at the right time, uh, not falling for, you know, some kind of, you know, sunk cost fallacy or, you know, certainly not being blinded by, you know, unjustified um, optimism and, uh, and got out. To your point, looking back and seeing, no, I mean the the the, uh, the touring industry is is still not even close to being what it was. So you get into pest control, you get into tree services, you get into uh, managing tour buses or, or or leasing them out, and you find a passion for each one of those as you go along. After you've identified the opportunity, are there any opportunities you've ever looked for that are based on a passion you currently have? You know, Cass, I'm going to disappoint you. I I think no. I think there's not. And uh, give me an opportunity to explain myself. You're right. Uh, I have found passion in all of those uh, aspects that we discussed where I have had or currently have business interests. Because, you know, frankly, I think I'm a seeker. I think I enjoy pursuing passions. And I think I become passionate about the things that I pursue. And, uh, you know, I have a curious mind. So... I had absolutely, for example, go to the bus company. I had absolutely no need to learn anything about the touring industry. My involvement with that company was, you know, largely sort of board decisions, strategic financing related, but I, I just couldn't help. I, you know, with my curious mind, I, I sort of, you know, pursued it and, and, and learned more about it. But um, it's not that I don't anchor myself to certain passions, but I suppose to a degree, I like to be cautious about um, not uh, allowing them to uh, blind uh, business decision-making. And as we close things out, we talk about lessons learned along the way, experience. What's one of the lessons you had to learn the the hard way? I think I've learned all of my lessons the hard way. At least it feels that way. And I don't know if that's a relatable thing or not, Uh, you know, but... Perhaps one of the, uh, the the hardest lessons that I find myself continuing to learn is that I'm not as smart as I think I am. 
And and I don't mean to say that I think I'm incredibly intelligent or anything like that, but I attempt to continue to check my confidence uh, because it's failed me so many times. And it is easy to mistake uh, confidence for, you know, aptitude or, you know, uh, it's easy to become blinded, uh, you know, uh, by confidence and, and, and not see risk factors. But specifically, what, what's a lesson that I've had to learn the hard way? I'm trying to find an example for you. Uh, the tree company right now. Let's talk about that for a minute. So uh, I had taken the confidence that I had uh, running successfully the pest control business and having a real depth of experience with, in particular, marketing and digital marketing, the customer acquisition process, building a lead funnel, what that costs, how it works. I just had total confidence that everything I knew about that and had honed over the years would- You found a secret formula. I got the formula, absolutely. This is gonna work. All those things I said I could bring to bear from here and transfer them over to here, it was an assumption. I was overly confident. I never was curious enough to ask the question, is everything that's working over here going to work over here? I'm stepping into a new industry. Is this how it works? I just assumed. And it's taken months and it's burned tens of thousands of dollars to learn that actually the customer acquisition process from a digital marketing standpoint for a tree company could not be more different from a pest control company. And um, so uh, the hard way- Tens of thousands of dollars. Tens of thousands of dollars. That's the hard way. Uh, but you know what? That's tuition. And if anybody ever comes along one and start a tree company, I'm going to tell them, Check your digital marketing. Let me share some information with you. And it's probably what I should have asked somebody who knew what they were talking about before just going and spending. So in essence, that's your scholarship fund of you paying the tuition forward for people starting their own business. Can't think of a better way to end this. Chris, thank you so much for being a part of this. Absolutely. I enjoyed it. Influencing Entrepreneurs is brought to you by the Entrepreneurs Organization of Charlotte and Spherical Media. Thanks for watching. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Education or visit casmoreward.com to catch up on previous episodes.